Yeah. Got some things on my heart, and, and I know I've probably preached some from this before, but it seemed like the Lord's, well, I know I have preached some from it over in Acts. Uh, and it's just, the Lord had really been a bearing this on her heart. Uh, and, uh, and it's going to be in the, in the second chapter of the book of Acts. And, and it's truly about our church. It's truly about the church. And, and, and I want us to really, really think on this. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it's just what, and, and that's just the way the Lord works, some of what we've already been talking about this morning, uh, is, 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 is the church is made up of individuals. The church, the Bible tells us we're many members in one body. And, and, and each member of the body can affect the whole body. And... And uh, uh, so we, we really need to be thinking about that. And, and like I say, we'll try our best just to just to get into what the Lord's got on our heart, and then we'll and then we'll be done. But over in the second chapter of the book of Acts, and uh, I want to read. Uh, I think I want to back up to the thirty eighth verse and and read read down to where we're wanting to get to. Uh, it said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this outward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls, and they continued steadfastly in, in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And... and and, 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 and I guess my heart this morning is kind of in that 44th verse. And like I say, it, it'll be real familiar to us because he said, And all that believed were together and had all things common. And what they would do in that day is, is everybody sold their possessions. They come together and it all went in, 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 in one pot, I guess you could say. And, and, and everybody, if anybody had a need, they took from that and they supplied that need and everything the Bible said that all things were common, but they were all together. 
And, and, and understand that. And it said on down there in it that they had a singleness of heart. In, in, the, uh, in the 45th, 46th verse. And it said they did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. And, and that's my prayer, Matt, is for our churches. That's our prayer for our people that we would get a singleness of heart. And that's, that's that one mind, that's that one accord seeking the will of God. And we see what a benefit it had back here in the church's day. There was 3,000, David, that was added there that day. Peter preached unto them repentance, salvation, and then baptism. He preached this unto them in that day. And, and, and everybody was, all things were common. They all took as, as they were needed. So you see that it was very important, and that's what I want to get around to today. It's very important to have one mind and one accord that each member and each, each part of the body does its part. To have that singleness of heart, it takes you, Shandy, doing your part of what God's laid upon your life to do. And it takes Mark doing his part, and it takes me doing my part. And each one of that, you remember me talking, maybe it's Wednesday night or so, that, uh, or maybe I mentioned it yes, I don't know, I was telling somebody else about it the other day. But how that everything in our body works together to one purpose you know, we, we, uh, I lay block for a living and the whole mindset that I go into is to get a block in the wall and to build something and to do that. And as I work alone, Tim, this hand here might be grabbing a block while this hand's grabbing a, a trowel full of mortar. And if it comes together, I'll put that and I butter that on that block and I set it in the wall. And the whole time my mind's focusing and doing all these different things, Gail, and my hands are working with what my mind's telling it to do. And, and, and people, you ever heard people say when somebody's working, you know, a man that knows what he's doing, that it just flows with him? Because there's a singleness of mind and a singleness of heart at that moment that everything's working towards one goal to accomplish something. That's a natural illustration of, of a working that a man goes through in his physical body. Now you just get that picture in your mind about the church of the living God. Everything was common here in this day. So it took everybody taking their possessions that nothing else was important to them. They all put it into one thing and they all fed it off of the same thing. If a need came up, they all worked from that same thing. So they gathered together and they worshiped God in a singleness because nobody was better than nobody else. Everybody was common. Everybody, everything was on one level down there. And, but, 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 but I want us to understand some things as I'm getting around to where the message is in this. It's important for us to see people born again in the house of God because that's what we're here for. That's what God's placed us here. It's important to come into this church, Wilma, with a singleness of heart, with one mind, with one accord, Jennifer. We come in here every day, but but it's going to start not as just a, a whole body uh, 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 doing this, but it starts individually with each one of us at the house, making up that whole body. And when, when, when one's missing, it makes a difference. It's already been said this morning. When one's not where they should be, and I'm talking sitting in the pew or being where they should be sitting there, but naturally you you can look at it that way, but spiritually I want you to look at it this morning. 
If your mind and your heart ain't where it ought to be this morning, when you come into this church, if you ain't meditated during the week, you ain't prayed during the week, you ain't had your mind on God during the week, Kim, when we come into this church, we hinder the service that's going to take place. Say, so, well, preacher, that don't that don't bother everybody else what I'm going through. Yes, it does. I know we'll be low sometimes, struggle sometimes, but still strive, still seek the will of God, still serve God, even through them low times and hard times. Just keep a pressing on. Stay. Keep your mind focused on what's going to happen down here on Wednesday night. What's going to happen down here on Sunday night? And if we all get that same singleness of heart. That same singleness of heart. Now, I'm going to, maybe if Lord let me, and I may be lengthy. I don't know this morning. I might be short. But I, I've got a lot to come out of this, Gail. We can, have a, we can have our minds set up, or we can have our hearts set up on what's going to take place. Now, there's a place over since you asked me about Scripture not long ago. Oh, my word, the Bible talks about the things that goes into the body is not what defiles the body, but the things that comes out of the body. And he was speaking unto them over there because they was getting on him about not washing his hands. And he was telling them over there, if you read on down in that scripture, he talks about, he said there's a people that draws an eye with their mouth and their hearts far from them. A lot of times we're taking everything taking everything in that it's really not the most important part. We're trying to walk right, act right. All them things will come if you're serving the Lord. We kind of get into the natural part of this, Conley, and we, we get into the ritual part of it, and we leave out the whole important part of it, Daniel. Where's your heart at? If your heart ain't in what you're doing, then you're just doing it. You ain't accomplishing nothing. If, if all you're doing is to say, yeah, I went to church Sunday morning. If that's all there is, is, if that's what this is all about unto you, you're missing the whole picture. If, 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 if your most important thing is, is I put 10 bucks in an offering plate, I put 50 bucks, I put 100 bucks. If that's, if that's your, your goal down at the church and you say, yeah, I gave to the Lord. You're missing the whole thing. You're just part of the ritual part of it, and you're missing out on the heart part of it. And you think you're part of the church, when really you're hindering it. If that's all your mind is, if that's all your heart is in the church, is to say, I showed up, I put a little money in the plate, I said, Amen, all through the service. If that's all there is to it, then you're just drawing out with your with your mouth and your heart's far from what the true meaning is down here. Everything, Gail, in our life, everything in their life, Daniel, was supposed to go in there to make their lives common. To where everybody could feed off of each other. Does that make sense? Everybody fed off of each other and they all ate the same thing. What I put in here, Shady, what I take in, Gail, in this old natural body, it keeps my arm moving and it keeps my leg moving. It keeps my head functioning. It keeps my back moving. 
spiritually what we're taking in. If we get the singleness of heart, it'll keep this whole church a function. Under one goal. And what did Christ came to do to seek and save that which was lost? What, what are we as his body, as his church, supposed to be doing? Seeking them that's lost. The salvation of our people. We'll get that this heart. Now, I'm going to get on over here. It might, it might get a little bit. It always does to me. There's some things I say a lot of times. That just, there's some scriptures in the Word of God that will, that will trouble me uh, uh, to no end, Bobby. Sometimes I get to thinking on them. And, 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 and Achan is one of them. You read over about Achan and he took some things in that he wasn't supposed to take. And he buried them in his tent. He thought nobody else knew about it. Then when they went into battle, it showed up that there was something wrong. They were sinning in the camp. And you know what he did? He prevented the armies of Israel from being able to overcome some things. That scripture terrifies me. And then you get on over right here about Ananias and Sapphira. On over if you want to turn over there into the, into the, the, the fifth chapter of Acts. And see, the church was supposed to have all things common, Cheryl. Everything was common. Everybody was supposed to be given the same amount. And how much is that? Everything. I don't care. I don't care, it Conley. If some of us in here's got two cents and some of us has got two million, if you give it all, then we've all gave the same. Now that's that's monetary looking at it. I don't care if you're two years old or 50 or 60 or 70. And our strength is different things. If you give all you got down here at the church, then we're all giving the same thing. If God's called one of us to preach, God's got one of us teaching, God's got some of us praying, if we're giving it everything that God's called us to do, then we're all working the same. It's not big eyes and little U's. It's a singleness of heart working towards one goal. And we already seen it works. They proved it there when Peter preached to them over there. 3,000 souls. I love the way that's worded in that and I got to thinking about it. Eh? He didn't say 3,000 bodies. 3,000 souls were saved. That's sort of the goal that we ought to be working to. You get over here and you get to reading this about Ananias and Sapphira. And he says, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart? Okay. You see there when, that, that we can't serve two masters, can we? No. Bitter and sweet don't flow together. It says, why hath Satan filled thine heart? Okay. What happened right there? We read a few, a few chapters back where there was a singleness 
of heart. And then what happened? Satan has filled somebody's heart. Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? And I want us to understand something, and it'll say it again all down through this chapter. When you come in here, and you've got something that you're holding back on God with, you've got something in your life that's more precious to you than souls that need to be saved. You've got something in your life that's more precious than anybody else in this church that you don't want to add that into this church. To be able to help this body, Satan's entered into you, into your heart. Not that you're lying to the church, you're lying to the Holy Ghost. God's got something in your life He's wanting you to do, whether it be, and like I say, it's not everybody that'll teach, it's not everybody that'll preach. It's not everybody that'll be a deacon. It's not everybody that'll 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 uh, be a prayer warrior. But each one of us has got something in our life that God is wanting us to do. And it's not to be seen. It's not to be heard. It's not to be glorified of ourselves. But it's to give Him glory. It's to give Him honor. And when we get in that place that God wants us to be in, and we've got a singleness of heart. We'll see souls saved. We'll see God moving through the church. But boy, when we hold back, I just don't want to turn loose of this. I can conspire with my wife and her be privy to it. I just, and you know here what, what, and, and it might be just a little different this morning, but I'm going to tell you what, listen. We could conspire together and say, well, I believe and that's, that's a big problem in a lot of homes. If me and my wife agree, well, I believe this, and I just don't think this, and I just don't think, whether we're privy to it or not, the Word of God's true. The Spirit of God's true. We come down here to the house of God, and we've already worked it up that we're not going to go along with this. We're not going to go along with that. You know what we're doing? We're hindering the heart of the church. We're hindering the singleness of God. If this word backs it up, you go with it. If the Spirit of God backs it up, you go with it. And then we get singleness. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He, he, nobody comes to the Father except by Him. That's, that's a singleness right there. We, we are one, Wilma, in Him. We are one through Him. By Him. There's no other way. You, 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 read, you read that scriptural word I was talking about, about drawing nigh uh, with, your, with your mouth and your heart's far from. And go over and read that in Isaiah. And in that day, they, they, they might have had, had religiousness about them, but they didn't have the singleness of heart. each one to examine our life and see what we are sitting on the pew in this church. What are you to this church? Are you adding 
to the singleness of our heart by doing what God wants you to do? Or are you hindering in that? He says on down in it. You just bear with me. He says, while it remained, I'll just back up and read that third verse again. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Ananias had the power, Ethan, over what he was withholding from God. But he conceived it in his own heart that he was going to withhold that. The Bible said it's in his own power. You want me to tell you something? It's in your power how close you get to God. It's in your power how much you benefit this church or how much you hinder this church. It's not up to me. It's up to you. It's up to me to take care of me. It's up to me to walk where I need to be as your pastor. And it's up to you to walk where you need to be where God's put you. These messages ain't very fun, are they? They ain't a whole lot of shouting goes on during a message like this. You want to know why? Because it hits home. It hits, it hits in each one of our lives. Where we just like to blend in early. We just like to mingle into the crowd. But God's got a job for each one of us. God's got something in each one of our lives that we need to be doing. Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came, came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him, him up, and carried him out and buried him. Do you want to die? When you're sitting right in the house of God. Because you won't come to what God's telling you in your life. That you need to that you need to move up closer to Him. Don't get a focus on I'm going to be a teacher. Don't get a focus on I'm going to be a deacon. Don't get a focus on what you're going to do in the church. Just get a focus on Jesus. Get a focus on Jesus. I've seen people that get zealous, and the next thing you know, they're, they're campaigning to be a deacon out of the house of God. Next thing you know, they're campaigning to be men's Sunday school teacher. Next thing you know, they're I've seen a man stand up, Shane, and you'll know who I'm talking about. He stood up one day, he couldn't get into the deacon position. He couldn't get into the teaching position. The next thing you know, he just jumped on out and said, I'm called to preach. And every time he stood, it was dead in the doorbell. Every time he tried to do anything, there was no spirit to it. There was never a help come out of him. But preacher, you're being judged.
tried spirits. And he hurt more than he ever had. Because he didn't get his eyes on Jesus. He got his eyes on what he, he thought he wanted to do to move himself up in the church. That ain't what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on our people dying. Mark, you talked about it this morning. What are we going to be willing to do to see our people saved? Let me tell you something, man. He may just, he may just burden your heart, son, that every night at 12 o'clock, and I'm just throwing something, every night at 12 o'clock, Matt, you roll out that bed. Every night at 12 o'clock, you may be able to pray for a man's involved that you've never even really known that much. God may use you for that. He may call you to go. He may say, hey, I know you're just a young man, but he may send you out to go visit somebody one day. That nobody else knows that you don't call and tell the church, I ran down there and visited with old so-and-so. No, but don't lay a burden in your life. To where if anybody knows, it don't matter. But it's between you and God. But maybe by that one, I remember a man going to visit an uncle of mine, Gail, and he went out to visit him because God burned him, woke him up in the middle of the night and dealt with his heart and he went to visit that man. And when he did, he didn't go down there for no show. There'd been a lot of men trying to go talk to him before. And he'd just be nice and he'd reject every one of them. But the next Sunday that rolled around, hey, because that man minded God, you know, who was a standing in a church all the time day, that uncle of mine, Woke up with his wife and went to church for years without him. And says, I'm going with you this morning. And that morning he went to an altar and gave his heart and life to the Lord. Because somebody in the church reminded God. Not making a big show out of it. But because God burdened them about it. Not trying to be the head of everything. But just following the will of God and getting in the singleness of heart with the church. We're going to see people say that's what it's going to take. We're going to see revival in our land. That's what it's going to take. A singleness of heart. Our focus being on Jesus. Our focus on Lord whatever it is. Lord if it's just talking a cup of water up out of the preacher. Lord, if it's just changing them numbers out on the board, let me do it to your glory. Let me do it to your honor. If it's carrying the plate around just to take the offering up, if it's vacuuming the floor, mowing the yard, Lord, whatever it is, use me for your glory. And get a singleness of mind that it don't matter what I'm doing, just let me do it for you. Or we can come in here holding back on God and sitting back. We can die right here in this place. Let's see, Dave. Poor man, poor Lord, let him in be a stumbling block. I believe you'll keep him out. What are you saying, preacher? I'm just saying, for the Lord will let a man be a stumbling block, you'll keep him out. That's all I'm saying. Before he'll let him be a hindrance and not putting in everything, man or woman, before the Lord lets that happen, you'll die and you'll get wound up and carried out the door. It won't be me that does it. But I'm going to tell you what, God will remove you. 
God will move you out. I'd rather get in the will of God and get in the singleness of heart one with another in the church and see God work and move and save souls. His wife comes in right behind him. Right behind him. We'll answer, Daniel. You won't answer for what Mark does. You'll answer for what Daniel does. I won't answer for what Shandy does. I'll answer for what I do. She came in. Did you did you sell this land for this amount? Yes, we did. What she did, she did the same thing her husband did and lied to the Holy Ghost. Didn't do the truth. Preacher, you're not my judge. You ain't going to tell me what I need to be doing. No, I ain't. And no, I won't. But God will. It ain't everything that comes out of your mouth. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't what, what you're taking in that's defiling you in the, in the ritualistic parts of these things. But it's in your heart. It's in our hearts. He said, why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Let me tell you what something about your heart. Tell you something about your heart. Jeremiah said in the 17th chapter, he said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You don't know something about my real heart? This old fleshly heart is deceitful. The Bible said deceitfully wicked. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He's the only one, Tommy. You know what he's going to do? He's going to come in here and try us. Whether we was a member here. He ain't going to look on our life and try us. Or whether we taught Sunday school. Whether we pray. Whether we put money in the offering plate. Because that's what we tell ourselves. That's our own deceitful heart telling us, I'm doing enough. I'm doing enough, Savannah. That's our own. That's what the Bible said. Our ways is not God's ways. We quote it all the time here at the church. Our thoughts is not His thoughts. I'm going to tell you what, your old heart is deceiving you into thinking that you're all right. Your old heart's are deceiving you. It's desperately wicked, sis. He's telling you, David, you're doing all you can do. You're doing enough. How much more could you do? You just ain't got time. You just couldn't do that. You're not a speaker. You're not this. You're not that. You can't pray. You name it. Like I said. But if the Lord's leading you, if the Lord's directing you, you know what He's gonna what He's gonna do? Who can try your heart? I can't. And you can't. You can't even because it deceives you. Do you want to know what the Word of God will do? 
loose on him, he'll come by. And he'll shine the light down in our lives. The next verse. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. You know how Ananias and Sapphira got tried that day? The Lord searched their heart. The Lord saw that the devil had entered into their heart. The Lord saw that they was holding back. The Lord knew. He tried the reins. You know who's trying our reins and who's trying our heart down here at the house of God? Who's asking us if we're doing everything we can? Who's asking us if all things are common? You get a blessing from me? I still get a blessing from you. Can I call on you to pray for me? You should be able to call on me to pray for you. Everything should be common down here at the church. I'm going to read that definition of what common is. It means serving for the use of all. That's what common is. It's here for everybody's use. And each one should be able to eat from the same table. Each one ought to be down here with the same goal and the same singleness of heart. something you just slid in at the last minute before church come in today. That's not giving everything. That's not making all things common. That's fitting God in your schedule instead of working your schedule around God. I'm saying, I know I think that these ain't the most popular things to have to preach. Ain't the most popular things to have to hear. But we each one need to examine our lives, listen. I'm ashamed. How much have I prayed for Mike this week? This lady's husband brings her to each service that he sits in the parking lot. And he waits on her to get out of here. How many times this week have I prayed for him? answer that honestly. I'm ashamed of that. Her husband means just as much as my children and my grandchildren. Her husband means just as much as your brother. Means just as much as your son. As your son, Wilma. As your daughter. They mean just as much as every object I've got. Yeah. And you know what I'll do? Be just like in a nice type of time and I'll come in here knowing 
No one that I would fail to resolve this week. How about you? Have you withheld from him this week? Or have you given to him? Have you sold all your possessions? Have you laid everything aside this week? And put it all into this service this morning? I guarantee you, they ain't one of us in here want me to ask us to raise our hands if we've done that. I couldn't raise my hand and say I've done that, Carmen. But we should be able to. Why? Because people dying and going to hell. And back in this day, there was 3,000 acres. Very seldom would see one. Why? That very reason I just told you. Not all things are common anymore. We're not all giving like we should give. And if we do give, it's so somebody else sees it. I know. That's, that's the truth, and it hurts sometimes. But we want people to see when we do good. We want them to see it, but we don't want them to see what we got buried in the tent. We don't want them to see those things, Darlene. We don't want that to, to get out, Cheryl. All we want them to see is Pastor Dean. No. stuck in a stinky sock and shoved in a boot every day. Just let me be the big toe. Never seen, never heard of, never appreciated. But it holds up a long way. The majority of you body tells up by that big toe. It's the prettiest thing in the world. Don't smell very good. Very much appreciated. But Lord, if you just want me to be a big toe, let me be that. Why? To hold this body up. To help carry my load. To do my part. To give him glory. To give him honor. To get a singleness of heart. And let all things be common. come from God whether you like it or not it's the truth I don't like it either I'll be honest in this old flesh it, it, it don't make me happy to have to tell myself I'm wrong or that the word of God tells me I'm wrong I'm not the kind of person that likes that why because I'm prideful just like everybody else I like to think I'm giving it all I've got you know what the Bible says you work not what neither shall you eat we wonder sometimes why we're starving to death and we're coming to church every Sunday. Because that's all we're doing is coming sometimes. We ain't, we ain't in there with it. We ain't carrying our part of it. We ain't doing what God wants us to do in our life. You ever want us to get in there? I want to tell you. My family gets because I go to tell places. She didn't come home after 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 resigning her job down there and doing all that. And she's been a little bit down and out. Felt like, you know, here I've not got a job, I've not got this and I've not got that. You know, just felt kind of a little bit of disappointment to herself, she said she felt like. You know what she's done this week?
She's fluid, she's clean, she's been up some business clean, straightening this up, straightening that up, getting where I've had everything either gone, all back, straightened out, and just doing all this stuff like this. And you know what? She woke up this morning just so chipper and excited. Why? Because she's got in there enough to do with something. She could have sat around and just been sitting around and just been all down and out. But but I have been so happy for her. I don't care if she's got a job. Well, preacher, you are too. I don't. I'm going to tell you what, I depend on God. That's where my hope sets in Him. But I've seen her getting excited about getting some things done. That's the way we'll be down at the church. We sit around watching it do this and This didn't go the way I thought it. And it's like, just get in here and do what God wants you to. Just get with it. And then you go to looking around and seeing some things taking place. And you get excited. You get motivated. And you get to you get to want to get in there and do more. And more. And more. Just do what God wants you to do. He wants you to get your eyes on Him and get a seamless part in this church. God, how bad I want to see souls saved. Julian, I want to see, I want to see some shouts ringing out down here. I'm not talking about a bunch of fake stuff just to show that we can shout. I'm talking about some true Holy Ghost down from the depths of your soul before you know it, you're on your feet, a running these aisles and a shouting the praises of God. Them, them kind of shouts is what I'm talking about. Seeing souls come up. I know I bring us back to this, but it's it's one of the most recent things. Do you remember Dana when 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 uh, Jake slid into this altar? That woman had been carrying a burden, and her husband had been carrying a burden, and then and a papa had been carrying a burden. Do you remember seeing Dana come off of this pew up here behind this piano? She shouted and leapt over them. She shouted and leapt over that young and in that altar and fell in there with him. I want some more of that. I'm going to tell you what, you get to eating some good food, and man, you just want to keep shoveling more in there. That's some good food right there, buddy. But you know what that took? That took the church getting in a singleness of mind. That took God coming in the midst of when the devil tried his best to drive a wedge in this church. It took the people getting singleness. It took everybody then to getting common. Everybody got down to the same thing, Matt. Wanting revival in their souls. Wanting to see souls saved. And you know what God done? He heard those prayers and He answered them. I go back in my mind to revivals and times and churches. And I've seen the church come together in the singleness of heart and, and God go to moving. And I've seen my little girl move out over on that side of the church down there, Dry Creek Independent Missionary Baptist Church. And I've seen her hit an altar down there in Robbinsville and get saved because the church come together. I've seen the pastor's wife come out in that revival and get saved. <laughs> Michael Banks up preaching his heart out 
Little old Brandy Adams come piling out of there. It's me, it's me, it's me. I've seen that church erupt, shouting all over the place. Well, that's a bunch of foolish emotions. Hey, you have what you've got, and I'm going to stick with what I know. I know the Spirit of God. And I know when we get in singleness of mind, singleness of heart, get everything common, get in one mind, get in one accord, I know what God can do. Hey, there's a whole bunch of them over there didn't know what was going on at Pentecost neither. I'm afraid there's a lot of people in church that they don't know what it is when the Spirit of God gets to moving. They just sit back and judge it the whole time instead of getting in and getting part of it. There's a difference in emotion. And there's a difference in the stirring of the Spirit. Let me tell you what will happen when the Spirit gets to moving. Hey, it'll get back there and get a hold of you. Hey, hey old Farman used to say, he said it scares me when a man says he's got something and what's on the inside of him. They get bigger than what's on the outside sometimes. And it'll happen. Full of uh, toothpicks back there in the back to hold everybody's eyes open when we get down to church after the time. And everybody's so tired and wore out from everything we've done all week. It ain't from setting up praying, it ain't from reading our Bibles. Hey, it's from running around doing everything we wanted to do all week. Come down to the house of God. So tired. We ain't even in the mind of God. We ain't got the heart of God in us. <sighs> That old song wore out. Imagine if we come down here fresh in the spirit, ready to worship. I didn't like the message up to that point, now I really don't like it. Well, you talk it over with the one that's seen it. It ain't me. It's him. I'm just telling you. I'd love to see some things take place down here. Man, I want your little girls. I want to know what it's like. I want to know what it's like when the, when the Spirit moves through here. Hey, and he comes back. And he gets a hold of you back here in your seat. And he goes to drawing. Hey, something down on the inside. He goes to beating so hard that you don't think you're going to be able to take another breath. I, I said in the church when it's like that, conviction power coming down in the fullness of the Spirit. We'll never see them days again. Well, you might not, but I'm looking for them. I still believe in the same God I was serving when I seen him before. I still believe I'm serving the same God my papa served. Hey, Harold Cable served. Vernon Wilson served. Hey, Charlie Freeman served. He's the same God. He ain't 
changed us. Hey, and I'm going to keep trusting Him. He's the same God Peter served. He's the same God that sent the message on the day of Pentecost. sung that song. There's a lot of them. They just lay in the tent and say, I'll go out and get it after a while. And when they went out there, it wasn't our duty. Some of them said, I'll take I'll take it and I'll gather it in and I'll take it back and I'll leave it that later. How many of us comes down here and preach and gets done and we say, I'll go home and mull that over and see if it's really something I want to eat. Spirits moved and told you that it's for you. It's your food. You can never eat it later. You're gonna to have to eat it when it's presented to you. That's when you can eat it. Otherwise, call it you want that stuff too. It, it, it makes worms. It got worms. It wasn't fit to eat later. You gotta eat it when it's spread out there. And then what does it taste like? Wafer. So they've been dipped in honey. I mean, I'll quote that exactly right. That's what that's what the Bible says about that man. Boy, he just had the sweetest taste. Well, they take it and eat it right then. It was sweet and it nourished me. But we keep turning it away, fighting against it. And you're liable to be like Ananias and you get carried out by some of the young men. Get carried out and buried. And the next thing you know, your wife's carried out. She's buried. Mm-hmm. You know what? God's church keeps going. Mm-hmm. And you've missed out on it. I'd rather get in here, sis, with all things common. Mm-hmm. I get me a bite of manna. I look over marks of chewing on him. Got you a big handful, and we're all eating some money, buddy. <laughs> my dad, my, we used to have some of the best fellowship and services at birth, but they have to sometimes say, I mean, sometimes the Lord would just take over, Daniel. And I'd look sometimes, and David would make his rounds around through there, and he'd love on everybody. And then you know where you'd find him? And you'd find me right beside him a lot of times. And right back there in the back just to watch. Mm-hmm. The little bed of Edwards are grabbing a hold of Furman and just <laughs> some damn table. They're grabbing a hold of somebody. 
Venus will handle all the rain in the neck. Katie Wilson just a weeping her eyes out to hold one of her daughters or somebody else in the church. Well, those memories will stay with me forever. And old David did sit back there and he said, Son, ain't it beautiful? I'd say ain't nothing no more pretty. Can't you just imagine when God looks down and he sees his church? All things are common. Everybody's got a singleness of heart. There's been some times in some of them fellowships, Daniel. I've seen some little youngins. I've seen some older people just fall out during fellowship and just pile them in the altar. Sometimes when the youth choir or the church would be up singing, there'd be, there'd be somebody fall out and hit an altar and get saved. Because the church wasn't focusing on who was the leader. They weren't focusing on who was singing the loudest. They weren't focusing on who was singing the prettiest. But everybody was in tune one with another. In a singleness of heart. Seeking God's will. I could tell you story after story. But you don't want to know something? I want us to all get to be part of it. I want to have one for these youngins to tell. I want them to see a church that got under a burden for a people. Carry that burden. Just like they marched around the walls of Jericho. Seven days and seven times on the seventh day. In silence. They wouldn't shout. Well, these times, these times when we're just going to have to get in there and walk. We'll have to get in there. And just keep them marching. Will they come to England All about sound the trumpet and let out a shout. <laughs> and there was some walls fell that man never thought could come down. You know what the children of Israel was in right there? Until Achan went in and took things that he shouldn't have took to kill that point. You know what the church was in right there? That the, 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 the people of Israel was in? Singleness of mind, singleness of heart. All things was common. Every man was walking the same step. Every man had the same goal. Every man was following the voice of God and marching around them walls. And then everybody at one time got to let out shout. Everybody got to witness them walls coming down. still bringing walls down if the church will march when he says to march and keep our mouth shut when he says to keep it shut and go the way he says to go they still walls pop I'm going to tell you you got something buried in the tent after they brought them walls down I'm going to tell you something they couldn't even go up against a little old bunch of people called AI over there that they thought would be no problem Somebody wanted to keep part of a possession. Because somebody wanted to hang on to something. Same way with Ananias and Sapphire. You can help this walk or you can hinder this walk. God took uh, Achan out over there that day. And God took Ananias and Sapphire out. And he let his people go on. Don't you want to go with the church? You want to die right where you want to keep your little possessions.
That's what the Lord gave us this morning.